welcome to Life on the Bright Side. Your turn. My name is Kyle, and this is Mommy, and we are coloring outside the lines. That sounds wonderful. So tell everybody this part, and then we're all done. Your turn. Welcome to the Life on the Bright Side. Yay! You and me. High five. Nice job. Nice job. Nice reading. Hello, Brightsiders. It is the 10th day of our 30 days, 30 autism t-shirts, 30 podcasts for life on the bright side. Welcome. This is Isabel Mosca. We are doing it messy today. Let me tell you, it's day 10. We are coloring outside those lines. That is our t-shirt today as well. It just happens to be coloring outside of the lines, which is something when I was a kid that I did all of the time. As a matter of fact, I like to make my own coloring book and then other people could color it in. That's just who I was. I love to draw. Drawing was my favorite thing when I was a kid. I love to draw to this day. I love to doodle when I am in a workshop or listening to somebody speaking. I usually have the colored pencils, the markers, the crayons, the paper out. I cannot wait. And I love that that is the way that my son communicates with the world. That was his first foray into communication because he did not have the words to speak. He watched Blue's Clues and Steve had a handy dandy notebook. So he would draw the clues in there. To this day, my son at 22 years old is still holding a handy dandy notebook from time to time when you see him and he is talking about the clues. All I can tell you is the analogy here to finding the clues to our success is coloring outside the lines, ladies and gentlemen. Our speaker today is someone who is incredible and I can tell you that she has changed many lives. We had a wonderful conversation today and I trust that the universe gives me exactly what I need at the exactly right time. Everything works out perfectly. So Mo Jones was our speaker today. We were so excited. I was recording the conversation that we were having on Zoom, but I was using the Anchor podcast app. Unfortunately, I forgot or somehow spam is able to get through on my phone and it canceled the first part of our conversation, which was delightful when Mo was telling us all about her experiences and training becoming a speech language pathologist and how working with these kids helped her to find her own voice. Some beautiful stories that took place during our conversation were lost, however, Mo and I had a great conversation, and I just wanted to let you know that caregivers find the role of the speech language pathologist to be so important to our child's development and as well to us as caregivers, because sometimes they give us the compass from which to spring all of the communication methods and devices. They are vital to the development of a child who has learning differences, has speech delays, needs connection to the community, and often the speech therapist is the first person to engage them. I did tell a story during our conversation about how the speech therapist was the first person to put together in PECS, it's picture exchange communication. 
to teach my son how to say a sentence for the first time ever. It was a beautiful experience and I will be forever grateful to Desiree for that because she put the words together with the pictures and my son was able to say, I want snack, which caused all of us in the room to sob uncontrollably and then give him a snack. <laughs> but making that connection between words and language and motor skills capability to use his speech was seminal in his development. So I thank speech therapists everywhere out there in whatever capacity, whether you are working in a hospital, in a school setting, if you're working in private practice, you are the angels whose gifts continue to give throughout the lifetime. So with that being said, I would like to introduce to you part two of a conversation that we had. They talk about the lost tapes. If we ever find the lost tapes for part one, you will be the fly on the wall to a wonderful conversation with Mo Jones of Mo Life Speaks and longtime speech language pathologist in a school district in New York State. Thank you, Mo, for being with us and sharing your wisdom, your knowledge, and your gifts. And thank you, everyone, for being here on Life on the Bright Side. Here goes. Services or programs for children with special needs, let alone children on the spectrum. And so it was a camp for children from 5 to 21. And we literally had them in groups during the summer and the camp happened in a park where they interacted with one another. They did different arts and crafts. You know, we did the whole pool thing, but it also went on trips. What happened in once the camp ended for the older kids who didn't go back to a traditional school setting, the older um, adults with developmental disabilities, they had programs for them on the weekends where they took them out in the community, where they went bowling, they'd take them to a restaurant, and they would expose them to the community. And to see that that was being done back then was really amazing. And now fast forward to now, I do see more restaurants and stores being more uh, uh, developmental disabilities friendly or children on the um, spectrum friendly, adults on the spectrum friendly, and looking for those opportunities to bring people into work from them. And I agree with you, being able to be open to that and being able to set up systems that will help individuals on the spectrum be successful in a workplace environment is what's key and being able to be open to understanding how adults on the spectrum fit into our society and our world and how we can incorporate them and really the whole notion of it is being able to give these um, individuals on the spectrum opportunity to be part of our day-to-day but also individuals that are not on the spectrum to be able to be part of children's on the adults with the spectrum world as well and to be part of that world and to understand that so that way when we allow and we get we get that opportunity then it can be an enriching experience on both ends oh absolutely i i love that idea because as a matter of fact later on probably this month we will be spotlighting some of the the community organizations and businesses that have done this successfully because it is amazing when you bring somebody in who is differently abled and make them part of a community who is maybe not aware of the extent of the enrichment that their lives will 
um, receive as a result of connecting with another person who is different than they are. So the, uh, learning compassion, kindness, uh, and watching, just as we said, even with the younger kids, watching the learning curve, learning them to uh, learning and watching them to grow. Everybody learns together. We learn and we we raise upward when we are able to do that. So absolutely, I love that that you got to see that experience firsthand. Definitely, it's really, you know, there's something pretty special and magical about working with differently abled individuals. And I know some people who who never get that opportunity or don't have that experience and often watch from afar and wonder like, oh, well, how, how could you work with differently abled individuals? Or how do you work with special needs individuals? And what I say to that is one, the, the value in learning from someone that's differently abled completely changes your life and changes your perspective. And there's so much beauty in that. And because of the work that I have done throughout my career, and I've done some different type of work before I became a speech language pathology, but I think what has been really valuable to me is the fact that I've been able to understand and learn from people who are different. And there's so much value in understanding that. And I can't begin to say it enough. I think, like you said, that word compassion is really, really important in how we build our relationships and our connections. And I think by being an individual who has worked with differently abled individuals, I've been able to see life from a different perspective. And then not only working with the individuals, but working with the parents and the families as we go on this journey together. And one thing that I have learned is a lot of the times as one who works with preschoolers, we are part of the initial process of a parent working towards the steps and process of accepting that their child might be different. And sometimes that journey can be difficult for the parent and the family members. And we are often, particularly as a speech therapist, we are always the first ones on the lines, on the front lines, because it always comes down to talking. Parents are always concerned because they say, my child can't talk or my child can't communicate. So we're always the ones on the front lines. And I like that. I like being able to be on the front lines and helping the parents through their journey, even though it may be a process for the parents. And it, even though there may be times where the parents are not able to understand it, even though where the parents may sometimes hear something that's hard for them to receive, the fact that I get to be a bit a part of that process, there's something pretty special and unique about that. And I don't even know if I have quite the words to describe it, but that, that, there's just something truly, truly special that I get to be a part of this family's process. And that if I can have some kind of small impact in that process and help make a difference, I know that I have, I am doing the work that I have been called to do. You've just said that so beautifully, because I know that as a parent, uh, the speech therapists who have been in my son's life are still a part of our lives. Uh, because of their special connection. And the one word that people hesitate when I say it is their genuine love of their students, because that connection is so important 
for a family to have someone who genuinely gets their kid beyond them because you're often one of the first people who has the child in a room and genuinely trying to connect with them the way they have and finding inroads that the parent might not find. They might take things from a different perspective, showing the family that there there are options, there are avenues that haven't been explored, and sometimes a little bit of tough love. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've had to do a little bit of that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it happens. <laughs> I would agree with that. Sometimes I've had to do a little bit of tough love, but it comes from a place of where you want to see the best for the child while supporting the parent. You know, I always say it's, you know, as the speech therapist, I feel like we do get the easy part of it while it has its challenges, but we get the easy part of it because at the end of the day, the child goes home to the parent and they're with the parent all the evening, the weekend and holidays and stuff like that. So I always say that I try to come from a place of what can I do to help have, to help impact this child? What can I, how can I contribute to helping this child's world and being able to help this child communicate? And how can I help the parent through that process? Because my working with the child also impacts the parent and plays a role there. And so how do I help educate? Because here's what I always say. I may see children on the spectrum every day, but for the many parents that I work with, this is their first experience with a child on the spectrum. And so I have to remember and keep that in mind. And I have to remember their journey is their journey while I have seen so many students and, you know, now I can like spot it from a mile away or I can know what to do or I can say what to do. But for that parent that's coming to me, this is their journey and it's their first time in this experience. And so what can I do to help them through this experience and through this journey? And how do I help them, you know, go through their process, right? Sometimes the process of towards acceptance and understanding where their child is and under letting them know that mm -hmm. just because their child has this diagnosis, that doesn't mean their child can't have a fruitful and a beautiful life at the same time. And so while you might have dreamt of something different for your child, now it's just a different dream. And we can make that different dream just as amazing and just as, be as beautiful and carry on with the journey that you will see progress into something you never thought would happen. Oh, how beautifully said. I'm going to have to quote that one because <laughs> that was just perfect. What you just said, the observation of knowing that a parent is scared, has no idea what, and they're relying on you to pave that road. The best thing you can do is be vulnerable with them that you're not sure what to do. However, you're going to use the knowledge and the tools and tricks that you have. The, the hardest thing is when you have a very cocky educator who comes in and, and throws acronyms at you and you've never been in this world, the special needs world, and they start saying to you, do you do this and this and that? Excuse me, could you explain to me what that is? I don't know what an IEP is. What's ACLS? What's this? What's that? I have no idea. Some people would just sit there and quietly listen and stop talking and leave the place and never ask any more questions because they feel intimidated and scared and feel as though that this journey is totally uphill and will give up. And I know, especially with, with um, people whose language, English is not their first language, that I've seen many, many times 
where they have given up. And I've gone in to intervene with parents at times to advocate for them because imagine you're trying to teach English to a child by a parent who does not speak English very clearly to begin with. And they're trying to understand, get a grasp of what this thing is culturally. What is autism? What is the speech delay issue? What it, whatever it is. Um, and then you get that whole box, that present to unwrap in your job. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. And you that's a really good point you made because you're right. I have worked with families where English is not their first language, and they are then being faced with a child who's on the spectrum. And like you said, they're being told all these different acronyms, all these different words, and they're like, what is going on? And my thing is always about, you know, connecting with the families and explaining it on their level so that they understand and that my goal is to help them through this process and help their child as best as possible. It can be a very scary and daunting road for many parents. You know, it's the first time that they're going through this and it's their child, especially if it's their first child and they've never experienced it. And so it can be a lot and they're going to meetings and they're going to appointments and they have this evaluation, that evaluation. And what does this mean? What does that mean? And so I always try to think, okay, if this were me as a parent, what would is what would I want? How would I want to be able to go through this process? What would I want that would help me? And while I think I had certainly compassion before having children when I was working in the field, I think, you know, I had a certain compassion as an individual for sure, but I also think my compassion increased tenfold when I had my own kids, because then I can understand as a parent what it means to, you know, want the best for your child and want your child to be able to have all the resources that they need to help them be successful. So I've really, I've, I've grown with the, in the field of speech pathology as well. I've grown as an individual, I've grown as a speech language pathologist, and it's just made me a better human being really it really has and i don't say that flippantly i say that in a way because i really do believe that as individuals if we take the time to understand those around us and think about how we can be of service in some way is one of the biggest gifts that we can be ever be given and that we can give to others so that it's really been it's really been a beautiful labor of love in some way for me. And I've really, I've, I don't know if there are really the words to describe what it has meant to be able to be, to be kind of like a, a, a like an eye view in these wonderful families' lives. Oh, and, and I'm sure that they are still talking about you in their houses to this day. So I, I, I would Thank not you. be surprised about that at all, but tying into what you do now, I think it's interesting talking about the parents and giving people um, their power and teaching them. Uh, tell us uh, before we go about Mo Life Speaks. I, I think that this is an interesting transition for you to use your skills for good. Yes, yes. Mo, so Mo Life Speaks is about helping women find their voice and it's helping women use their voice to speak in public with confidence. And so it's that public speaking with confidence. And so many women have a hard time finding their voice and using their voice, whether it is to speak in public, whether it is to go live, whether it is to start a podcast. And so 
it's very difficult for them and women often shy away from it. And so I wanted to be able to use my skills and knowledge of my own personal experience and help now women to help find their own voice. And um, what I'm going to say is when I went into speech language pathology, I thought I was going in to help children find their voice. But honestly, Isabel, becoming a speech language pathologist really helped me find my own voice. I'm not surprised at all. It really did. And so that's what now has ventured me to this next chapter where as I became a speech language pathologist, I learned to advocate for myself. I learned to advocate for families. And it really showed me what I was able to do with my voice and the impact that I could have. And as I would talk to women, I would hear women who would tell me they wouldn't take a job because it requires them to do too much public speaking or give presentations. Or I would find women that would say, oh, I hate pushing that record button to record myself. Or I've heard women say, I would love to start a podcast, but I hate the sound of my voice. And I sat back thinking, here we are, we as women, we have amazing voices. We have so much, so many important messages to put out into the world, yet we are limiting ourselves because we don't believe enough in using our voice. I mean, I was one of these women. And so I realized that I can now have an impact and that I can start a new chapter and help women in finding their voice. And, and, and it's a beautiful thing. You've helped me. You're, I mean, you made me go live and I did. <laughs> you know, it's just, oh, thank you. <laughs> so, and, we, and we just did the, um, the telethon for eight hours straight where that was my first live and developing the strength with some of the things that you do in your Facebook group page where you talk to people and give them challenges to try things, different prompts. And I do believe that we are exactly where we are supposed to be at all times, as they say, uh, and the purposes that we have. Um, I did not know, and we have something in common that we just learned when I was on your page that we both speak French. Um, mine, probably not as good as yours, but um, when I went to school in France for a year, it was my junior year, um, I went there thinking that I knew how to speak the language. Oh, I've got this down. Had never been to a foreign speaking country before and discovered I hit a wall because I did have a good accent. I did have conjugation of verbs, but I did not have the flow of language. And when I came home, the first thing that I did was appreciate the fact that I was able to communicate in English clearly here at home. So I started learning to use my voice. It's taken me many years to get to the point where I feel comfortable using my voice. But what I learned was that with my son on the autism spectrum, that I was going to teach him to find his voice, no matter what it sounded like, what, it, what uh, avenues we were going to follow. And I, I felt that I had a kindred spirit in him that he was not able to express what he was feeling in his body to the world. So taking that a step further, that analogy, I think that whatever language, whatever world we step into, it might feel like a foreign land, but it is a responsibility of somebody such as yourself to help us take us by the hand and explain to us, okay, these are the roads that you could take. This is a possibility. These are the, this is the um, suitcase that you could carry with your equipment in it so that you have tools to expand. And I think that's what you are doing with Mo Life Speaks. And I think it's a beautiful thing. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I'm a real big believer in that, in being able to really show women and give them the tools that they need so that they show up for themselves. First and foremost, just showing up for themselves. Because I think when the, like you said, the gift of language and to be able to connect with your son and that you were going to be able, you were going to do whatever you would need to do, I think is something that women need to do for themselves. It's so easy for us to play small. It's so easy for us to just hide. And until we get to that point where we allow ourselves to step out of that comfort zone, to try and get in front of someone and say that speech that we want to say or push that record button until we try that we don't know what could be on the other side of that and so when we limit ourselves or when we hold back from that we prevent ourselves from really being able to to just share who we are as individuals and share our message or connect with the other person, because I truly believe we all have a message to share. And here you are using your podcast and your voice to talk about the autism world and to share with you, to share with others, your experience about raising a son with autism and think about what you're doing for maybe a new parent who has a child that is newly diagnosed. And when she hears your voice and your experience of your son, who's now older, That gives the other parent hope and lets them know they're not alone in that journey. And so that's why I I say using our voices, particularly women, using our voice as women is so powerful and not just for ourselves, but for what we can share and how we can impact other people. Exactly. We are all we're all beings. um, What do they say? We're we're not human beings. We're humans becoming. And. Everybody is at a different place in the journey. So we can be angels for each other is what I say to our families and faces for autism, because um, everyone teaches somebody something every day. And that has to happen by you expressing it, by typing it, speaking it, um, connecting with somebody else or sending them something in the mail. These are all important connections that we need uh, that share that compassion. So I really appreciate you coming on today because of the fact that you're one of those um, those essential workers, we will call it, who lets the, the world know and lets us speak from our hearts. Uh, and that's, that's such an important gift that you have been given. The universe has given you a gift to share with everybody else what you have learned. And they say, we teach most what we need to learn. And I know that if people listen to your story, they would understand that completely. And, and it's such a special thing that when, when we have, take our flaws and turn them into superpowers. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. You're right. I always say that we are often called to do the work that we're meant to do. And I really think I'm meant to do this. And I think with my own personal experience and my own journey of not always having to use my voice or sometimes being afraid of using my voice and seeing how I have come out on the other side, I know that there's so much power in that. And so I want to continue to use my voice to empower other women to use theirs and continue to do that work that really prepares tells women to show up for themselves. I love it. 
Thank you so much, Mo, for coming on with us today. Um, and speaking of speech, since it's our category, I, it's making me laugh because we have been on, we said we were going to do about 10 minutes. You and I have gone on for over a half hour. <laughs> wow. Oh, we have such good conversations. I love chatting with you. I, I really appreciate it and love talking with you as well. So I'm sure we will talk again, but we will be um, posting this tomorrow, which is the 10th. Um, on the schedule, but I'm just letting everyone out there know that you, it's important for you to color outside the lines. This is a very important thing to do in your life. You never know what the result will be. We're going to look for celebrating our successes, and I hope that next time we see you, we can know for sure that you are living your life on the bright side. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening to Life on the Bright Side and for this month's 30 t-shirts and 30 podcasts relating to Faces for Autism. If you'd like more information about autism or Faces for Autism or even Life on the Bright Side, visit our website at www.faces4autism.org. Thanks so much, everyone, and have a great day. Have a great day. Bye-bye.